You're listening to the Tales of Leadership podcast. This podcast is for leaders at any phase on their leadership journey to become a more purposeful and accountable leader, what I like to call a pal. Join me on our journey together towards transformational leadership. All right, team, welcome back to Tales of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Josh McMillian, an active duty Army officer and the founder of McMillian Leadership Coaching. And I am on a mission to create a better leader, what I like to call a purposeful, accountable leader or pal. And my vision is simple. I want to impact 1 million lives in the next 10 years in the military and civilian workforce by sharing transformational stories and skills. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a skill with you. We're going to continue our journey through the six phases of leadership. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes on this topic, make sure that you go back and listen. The genesis of this series was caused by me reflecting on my leadership journey. And that's one of the blessings of me being in the military is that I am continuously moving from team to team, sometimes at one year at a time. And I reflected on, you know, over the 10 teams that I've been able and been blessed to be a part of, but what has made me successful. And I see leadership as a metaphorical bridge that we are crossing. It's a lifelong journey, but there are repeatable steps that anyone can take to be successful at leadership, regardless of the position and regardless if it's personal or professional. I think you can achieve personal success with this same topic. So we've already created an episode of where I've done an overview with you for each one of these uh, phases. And we've done a deep dive into the first three, which is self-leadership, situational leadership, and strengthening relationships. On today's episode, we're going to be starting to do deep dives on the fourth phase of leadership, which is succeeding together. Let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, so the fourth phase of leadership begins when the organization collects a series of wins, and this can be in your life too. These wins can be small tactical victories, or they can even be large strategic victories. It doesn't matter. However, the results are the same, and that is that you're building momentum. Achieving success as a team takes three characteristics, and I've talked about this before, but they're valid throughout our leadership journey, regardless of the phase we find ourselves on. Those characteristics are routine, accountability, and discipline, rad. Leaders must consistently do routine things well, have accountability systems and processes, and be disciplined to avoid taking shortcuts. Remember, if you want to be a rad leader, be routine, accountable, and disciplined. Another truth is for your team to experience success, you must continuously lead yourself well, which is the first phase of leadership. The third truth is that you must continue to build strong relationships and earn your team's trust and respect, which is the second phase of leadership and the third phase of leadership. Deviating from these truths and trying to get results immediately will cause your leadership bridge to weaken and eventually collapse. Remember, this is a metaphorical bridge. If one of these pillars are not adequately built and stable, they'll collapse if you continue to try to progress. Remember, leadership is a call to action. As John Maxwell likes to say, it's a verb. You're taking people somewhere. Where are you taking your team? To start creating the path, you must build your team's bridge one phase at a time. Build your leadership bridge one phase at a time. So here are seven ways 
that you can lose at the fourth phase of leadership. And before we start, I'll open it up with this quote that I've created. Great organizations do routine things well and build momentum. Number one, move to problems first. The first way leaders fail at the fourth phase is by moving towards problems in an organization first. If you immediately take a position of authority, second phase of leadership, and try to push for results, you will meet a wall. You must move to your people first and begin to build your leadership bridge with a strong foundation. Beginning to inspire others with a big, bold vision and enthusiasm to take on complex problems. Creating buy-in from your team helps establish the path for them to begin the journey together. And that's the key is that you have to do it together. Once you have a set clear path, you can move as a unified force to solve any complex problem. Moving together will strengthen the organization by empowering your team to act. An inspired vision demands a response and is the best way to authentically build traction in any formation, regardless of what the job or the organization is. If you move towards problems first, your team will quickly develop walls and the quality of the work will significantly drop. Why? You have immediately pointed out flaws in the organization and your team perceives that as a tax because you have not established trust yet. What culture, climate, and values do you want in your organization? Number two, failing yourself. No matter how successful an organization becomes, the team will notice if the leader stops leading themselves well. Routine accountability and discipline is essential for leading yourself. Once you allow easy decisions to influence the hard rights, so will your team. Those values will begin to erode and spread like a cancer within any formation that you lead. For example, if you're a leader and you do not wake up when it's time to get up and consistently are late for work, that is the new standard that you set in the organization. And I think it's important too to define what a standard is. I had a guest on Tales of Leadership. Make sure you go back and listen to that um, or listen to it when it drops. And that's Ivy Marsh. And he talks about the standard. Remember, the standard in an organization is the bare minimum to be successful. If you don't meet the bare minimum to be successful, the organization will definitely fail. But that's not the goal to meet the standard. The goal is to be above the bar. So make sure that your actions, your deeds, and your words are aligned with that standard but above the bar. Purposeful, accountable leaders or pals are consistently above the bar and challenge their organizations to match their efforts. As a leader, you do not have to be the best at any one thing. However, you can consistently do the best each day and give 100% effort. Leaders that always show up for themselves demand a response equal from their team. And it's important to kind of reflect on that, that your team will rise to the level of leadership that you present. The third way is failed mindset. The third way to fail at the fourth phase of leadership is believing you have arrived when you take over a position. Leadership's a journey. You never truly master the craft because there's always more to learn. You were put in a situational 
authority to lead others well and solve complex problems. Remember, beliefs drive our actions. If you believe you have arrived, your drive to solve complex problems significantly drops because you've already gotten the position, right? Leaders who are not enthusiastic about tackling complex problems because, trust me, they will come up every single day with their team, fail to inspire. And remember, that is the definition of leadership, to inspire. If a leader fails to inspire, they will fail at leadership because you will get precisely what you put out. And I have a saying that I learned when I was getting my master's degree at the Naval Postgraduate School from an engineering professor. It reminds you, I am not mathematically inclined. I will tell you that is a weakness of mine. And he told me when we were doing some advanced calculations for manufacturing engineering, Josh, whatever you put in is what you get out. Garbage in, garbage out. Remember that garbage in, garbage out. I challenge you to create a coachable, curious, and committed identity first, making the organization greater than before you took over. And that's the rule of three C's. Remain coachable, remain curious, and remain committed. And here's a quote by Albert Einstein. We can't solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Albert Einstein, let your failures inspire you. All right, team, let's take a quick break from this episode. And I want to share a message from McMillian Leadership Coaching, a company that I founded. So what do I do? I help leaders discover their purpose, create long-term growth plans, and take inspired action. I believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Regardless of where you are in life, one fact is true. You are a leader of others, your family, and most importantly, yourself. To lead others well starts with you. Stop surviving and start thriving in life. Here's three easy steps to get started. Go to mcmillianleadershipcoaching.com and schedule a call today. It's free. You have nothing to lose. Number two, start the 100-day leadership challenge. And then number three, simply grow your leadership. We all have greatness inside, but it's up to us to forge those abilities become the leader your team needs. Back to the podcast. All right. The next way to lose at succeeding together is relying on the past. We've all heard the expression, this is how we have always done it. If you embrace that mantra, your organization will fail to move forward. According to Mark J. Perry of the American Institute, only 60 of the original 500 companies on the S&P 500 remained from 1955 to 2017. Those companies were the embodiment of success in America in their chosen fields. He also states that the future companies will only have 14 years on average in the S&P 500 by 2026. Why do successful companies fail? They are doomed by how they think. For example, what has made them successful in the past will make them successful in the future. Again, that's a flawed assumption. Every problem leaders encounter will be different and unique. That's the beauty and also the chaos of leadership. You have to remain flexible and resilient. 
it's easy to develop standard operating procedures or tactics and techniques, but fighting one enemy is different than fighting another enemy. Purposeful, accountable leaders harness the collective strength of an organization to find new solutions and complex problems. The next way to lose at strengthening relationships is failing to empower. As you grow on your leadership journey, understand there is such a thing as leadership intelligence, and it's true. For example, as I grew and progressed through the Army, I quickly learned to succeed at higher levels of responsibility. I must, and that's key, not should, must rely on others. This lesson took me years to grasp because it's hard for you to let go of work. As leaders progress, their responsibilities increase. We all have 24 hours a day, as Zig Ziglar said, but our problems become more extensive, more dynamic, and more frequent as our authority grows. To succeed, you must empower your organization at the lowest level possible, and that means hiring, training, observing, and coaching, right? Make sure you have the right people in the position. In the military, we call this concept mission command, which gives your subordinate leaders or the leaders below you the authority to make those tactical decisions. If they're in the trenches, they should be the ones making those decisions. Doing others' work is unfair to yourself, your family, and your team. Instead, you are demonstrating to the organization there is no accountability and that you will ultimately do the work anyway. Remember, it's hard to hold people accountable in leadership. You're never going to make everyone like you. But leadership is not likership. There's three different people that I see in any organization. And I think it's important to kind of reflect on this. So you're going to have people who love you, regardless of what you do. You're going to have people right, wrong, and different that don't like you, or they just feel indifferent about you. And then you're going to have people who just do not like you. And regardless of what you do, you're never going to like them. And I like to break that down to the 20-60-20 rule. 20% of your organization is not going to like you. 60% is going to be indifferent. You can potentially influence that population. And then the top 20% will like you. So 20-60-20. The next way to lose at succeeding together is avoiding tough calls. To progress beyond the fourth phase of leadership, leaders must make tough decisions. Leadership is messy and emotionally challenging, but your responsibility is to make those tough calls. Do not delegate that to someone else. You do one or two things every time you avoid making those tough calls. First, you're kicking a problem down the road for someone else to solve, allowing that problem to only magnify in its intensity. And trust me, I have seen this firsthand for my inability to make a tough decision, thinking that it would just naturally work itself out. I'm telling you, it's not. It's going to sit there and like the Grand Canyon continue to eat away until it gets more and more entrenched. Second, you are delegating that responsibility to others, both of which are an attack on your reputation as a leader and the position you hold reputation. Remember, leaders must be proficient have a strong reputation, and produce output. Pro. If you want to be a pro leader, be proficient, have a strong reputation, and produce output. If they want to inspire, which is the definition of leadership, and those are the variables that equal how to inspire. 
I challenge you to confront difficult situations. It only takes 60 seconds of courage to begin to solve a problem. If you delay that 60 seconds, a tough conversation can turn into 60 hours or even more and take countless resources to solve it. As a leader, you will always regret those decisions that you did not make. And here's a quote that I came up with. A universal truth about leadership is everyone is looking at you when times get tough. Are you willing and able to make the call when needed? The final way to lose at succeeding together is the easy button. And that is relying on your team truly as an easy button. Stop dumping tasks on your individual responsibilities on your team. You have individual responsibilities, and if you fail to account for them, then you become accountable. Remember, responsibilities of what your duties and responsibilities are, but after the fact is the accountability. You cannot shift that on to other people. Being a leader does not mean you are void of doing work. Being a leader requires you to delegate tasks well, and that's the difference. Aligning critical jobs with your team members' strengths, clearly define what you're asking for, and set a clear suspense date. Most important, help them complete the task. Once you delegate this task well based on strengths and give clear dates of when it's due, it's not done. You're still there to help and provide guidance. One of the fastest ways to slow down and seize momentum is to allow the bureaucracy to flood your organization. And trust me, I am in the army and even deeper than that, I am in acquisitions and it is full of bureaucratic red tape. This will only lead to individual team burnout and high turnover in any organization that you work for. As a leader, your time is just as valuable as your team's. You must do everything in your power to protect their time ruthlessly. All right, team, it's time for our after action review. Let's just quickly summarize the seven ways that you can elude at succeeding together, the fourth phase of leadership. Number one is moving to problems first. Number two is filling yourself. Number three is a failed mindset. Number four, relying on the past. Number five, failing to empower. Number six, avoiding tough calls. And then finally, number seven, the easy button. So here are my final thoughts on how leaders lose at the fourth phase of leadership. If you want success in any phase of leadership, you always start and stops with you. It always starts and stops with you. Never forget leadership's a journey. And I say it countless times. You must have a clear path established before others will join you. Second, you have to take the time and cultivate relationships. Do not make the mistake of moving towards problems first. Start with relationships with your team and then branch out. Third, you lose enthusiasm to grow if you believe you have arrived. Always remain coachable, curious, and committed. The position you hold is just a title and warrants temporary authority. A purposeful, accountable leader's objective is to strengthen the position they hold by reinforcing the reputation and leaving the organization better than how they found it. Leaders that fail to empower, fail to inspire, and create limited ownership. When you are the leader, own it. 
never ask others to take on decisions and responsibilities because of fear and indecision. Avoid these seven ways leaders fail at the fourth phase of leadership to become a more purposeful, accountable leader. We all have greatness inside, but it's up to us to forge those abilities. Become the leader your team needs. So here are three questions that I think you should spend some time reflecting on after this episode. Number one is, do you view a new position as an endpoint or a starting point and why? How do you delegate responsibilities and decisions? And then number three, what is your process when assigning tasks to your team? Hey guys, do me a favor. If you've gotten any value from today's episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Help me reach other individuals just starting out on their leadership journey so I can set them on the right path to becoming a purposeful, accountable leader. As always, I'm your host, Josh McMillian, saying every day is a gift. Don't waste yours. I'll see you next time.